Welcome to the Tune In with Tina podcast, publisher of Sydney's North Shore hyper-local newspaper, The Post. Tina discusses all matters local, national and international. Broadcasting live on Triple H 100.1 FM, 4 to 6pm Monday. I'd love to welcome Tim. Hi, Tim. Hello, Tina. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. So, you've been busy? Yeah. <laughs> You're always busy. <laughs> just just a tad, yes. <laughs> yeah, two weeks ago I was in uh, Melbourne actually at a, um, a premiere of a new uh, uh, dementia document, um, documentary that I'm in. Yeah, uh, wow. Yes, and called Tickety Boo, uh, A Secret in Plain Sight, and I'll get you to speak, hopefully speak with the director and, and producers of that That movie. sounds fascinating. I would that. love to do that. And I was also invited to be on the panel of experts on stage after the event to answer audience questions. So wow. on one side of me I had... Uh, Kate Swither, who those who understand dementia understand she's just a fantastic advocate for it because she has early onset oh. and she's a fighter. We also had the CEO of Dementia Australia. We also had uh, Professor Gonski on stage. So I was uh, surrounded by some rather big brains, wow. which I can't – first I thought – That's mm, great can, credit can, to you. Can I match this? Or <laughs> yes, I can. I'm in that arena. Yeah. Are you allowed to talk about Tickety-Boo? Absolutely. Oh, wow. So it's a, it's a documentary which is has been finished. Yes, it's, it has. It's post-production now. Yes. Has it been aired to the public yet? Not yet. Uh, it's, its premiere was two weeks on the 30th of June, July. So 30th of July. I've got to remember what, where I am and what month I'm in. <laughs> uh, and uh, it premiered at the Melbourne Documentary Film Festival. Right. It's also in a uh, total of five uh, film festivals around the world. He has just won Best Documentary at Stockholm. Wow. Yes. It is a... It's a, a featured documentary. It goes for 82 minutes, so it's, it's quite substantial. Yeah. It is warts and all. It oh, is, wow. It, it is um, those of, of my colleagues who have seen snippets of it have all gone, wow, about time someone did it in this format. It mm-hmm. follows a story of a, a, the, the writer-director is actually a, a well-known Australian journalist and TV presenter. And um, her name is Renee Brack, and it's pronounced Brack as in if you, as she says, if you tread on a duck, the sound that makes Brack. <laughs> that's that's the way she says it. And uh, it's the story that she went with her father, not understanding what dementia is, and mm. being, in her words, the worst daughter you could possibly be. Aww. But she did, and it's yeah. it is it, examining from that perspective. Yeah. And um, I got involved with a couple of years ago. I was invited. to to be interviewed just about stuff and um, for my sins I've now been featured in it a few times yeah wow I cannot wait to see that so So please uh, do keep me updated so I can share that with the they're now going to the process of negotiating with distributors both here in Australia television overseas the uh, indications that they have got is well these are going to be my words it's going to change the conversation of this subject in a good way yeah and it is a conversation that needs to be had because dementia is so prevalent Mm -hmm. and we are in an aging population Mm. and particularly in this demographic, as I say all the time, we have the highest percentage of over 85-year-olds here in the, in this part of the North Shore. Indeed we do. Yeah, so very yeah. interesting. Yeah. So today I invited you on and we're going to be talking about ha- helping um, an older person who may appear lost or confused. And um, I've experienced this myself and I think I've even chatted to you about it. I've, I've checked in on people yeah. that I've thought, oh... 
something's not quite right there. Yeah. Um, and it was for me, it was a very hot day. Um, oh, it must have been the start of the year now where I saw a man. I happened to be out driving the paper around and I saw a man walking from Barara all the way to Mount Cola. And I, I kid you not, it would mm. have been pushing 40 degrees and he yeah. would have been at least, to be conservative, in his late 60s, early 70s at yeah. least. And I just found it to be very odd. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to check on him. <laughs> And at least yeah. offer some water. And then he sat at a bus stop and said, no, no, someone's waiting for me. And I thought, oh, are they? <laughs> well, according to him, he's absolutely right. There yeah. was someone waiting for him. And that's his reality or yep. it could be his reality. And that's part of the challenge we have is, as I put in that article that you allow me to be a columnist in your post, is if we see a child who could be confused or mm. lost or a bit dis- distressed, it's in our DNA. Yes. As humans, to go. Mm, how can I help? How can I help? We're going yeah. to do something. I'm not going. Yeah. I'm not going to not do anything. Yeah. And it's just within us. We just do that, and we know that we, as an adult, need to protect this child uh, for anything. Mm, danger. Why yeah. don't we do that with older adults mm. that may show similar uh, uh, signs? And it's interesting that um, talking with um, um, Marie McCabe from Dementia Australia the other week. Mm. I know about this report but we're talking about it again. They commissioned a report some years ago and part of their findings was that 50% of people who uh, under, who, who want to engage with people with dementia but are afraid yes. about, doing, about yes. how you go about doing it so they decide, I won't oh, get in, involved. Yes. Now, that's unfortunate because I'm about to show you something. You see that list there? Yes. Okay, that's just a list of, and I just Google this in the media... Uh, online in the last two days. These are all stories around Australia of people with dementia who went missing. Wow. So it's okay. quite a long sheet of paper there. We're talking Adelaide, Perth, Melbourne, Brisbane, Perth, Dagenong, Stratfield, St Ives, Newcastle, Burwood, uh, North Wollongong, all in the last mm. 18 months. And look, I, I um, and that's what crossed my mind earlier in the year. I thought, has he wandered off from his own residence mm. or perhaps a retirement home? Mm. And I think it's only for me because of the work that I do, but also my mum was an aged care nurse. Mm. So I do know those symptoms yeah. that they sometimes go for a walk, <laughs> which can be a very long walk. Yeah, and look, some people say, oh, they're going wandering. No, they're just going for a walk. We all go for walks. I went for a walk yesterday afternoon and climbed these steps that the wife wanted me to climb. Thank you, my darling. <laughs> I'm not 20 anymore, but we just want to go for yeah. a walk. But it's easy for someone who may have a cognitive challenge mm. to get lost or get or get sidetracked on yes. another thing, another yes. subject. And before you know it, they're gone somewhere and they don't they know how to They didn't intend it to go. And they don't know how to get intend back. Intend to go, yeah. And we as adults actually have the responsibility, if we see someone mm. who could be vulnerable, to do something. Yeah. And the most important thing is to do something. Mm. Is to engage, mm. is to – you're not going to take over. You're not going to try to correct them or take them somewhere they don't want to go, mm. but you're going to engage with them. Yeah. So you are offering some form of assistance. And it's, it's – it's, it, I guess people are afraid – if I engage, I'm going to do the wrong thing, so I won't do anything mm. at all. My only fear was causing offence by walking yeah. over, you know, much younger and going, now, what do you think you're up to? <laughs> <laughs> well, look, Not that I said it like that. I just went, it's a very hot day, are you yeah. okay? <laughs> it, again, it's use your, use your own personality. The general yeah. uh, in, introductions I give people is approach people how you like to be approached. Okay. Mm, true. Uh, go 
face on. Don't come up from the side no. or from behind. But you know, imagine, and this is not the right way to describe it, but it's the closest I can do. I'm not saying treat them as a child, but mm. you know when you would engage a child who seemed lost or confused, you're going to relate to their level. You're yeah, going to crouch true. down, you give them eye contact, you're going to speak in a way that you think they are going to understand it. Yeah. We do exactly the same thing. You just treat them as a person with respect and you just you, know, you help them out the best you can. Well, it's um, it's something to think about because it seems to be happening. I don't know if it's just more and more, maybe I just noticed it, but there are always sort of people that you see on social media that have gone missing. And when you see the age group, I always think, oh, I wonder yeah. um, why, they've got, yeah. why, if they're okay, if they've gone for a walk um, or, or if it's more serious well, than that. Well, there was that case just recently, a gentleman at Eleanor Heights, the gentleman from Brazil, he went missing for a couple of days and, you know, the SES and the police are out there searching the bush to, to find him. They found him uh, well, all things considered, and that was a, a good outcome. Uh, but unfortunately, they don't always turn out that way. That's well, we're very lucky thing. now as well that we have that um, that the police geo yeah. – what's it called? Geo-targeting. Yeah. And they can send messages out and yeah. you yeah. can see it on your phone yeah, if it it's comes in your up, area. It comes up on a mobile number like 444444. I can't remember the exact yeah. number. But it pops up. And uh, that, that's, there's going to be more of that, which is kind of bittersweet. Um, but the main thing is for people to, if you see someone you think could be distressed or lost or confused, just engage. Exactly. It doesn't hurt to ask and it isn't at all. It is in how you ask and how you come across. So I I would agree that uh, just proceed carefully and gently and ask if they're okay, if there's anything they need. See, for me, it was, um, I didn't want to, yeah, I just didn't want to cause any offence by walking over the same way. (laughs) What do you think you're doing walking around? Who do you think you are? (laughs) But look, there could be some telltale, obvious signs. Like you said, for example, that day it was a very hot day. Mm. Okay. Now, if you saw someone elderly, it was too hot. It yeah, really was. Too someone hot. walking that kind of heat. Okay, but if you saw them walking that kind of heat, and they're also wearing a jacket, yes, they're wearing inappropriate clothing for the climate on that day. Yeah, that's unusual. Yeah. Okay, yeah. if you see them, and they've got mud all on their pants, their knees down to their ankles. Okay, go, hang on, have they gone bush? Mm. Okay, there's usually little signs. Yeah. Uh, the signs could be simple as just staring at the space and just looking around, trying to find something. Yeah. yeah. Or fidgeting. There's lots. Of, uh, we get a gut feeling that yeah. something's not quite right. True. And yeah. you always go with your gut, especially yeah, as go you with get your gut. older. <laughs> Look, the worst thing will happen, they'll tell you to, no thanks, I'm fine, and away you go. <laughs> yes. But at least you engage. And welcome back. We're chatting with Tim England about dementia. And just before I ask my next question of Tim, uh, there is a traffic update that the traffic is quite messy northbound on the Pacific Highway after someone set fire to a fence and uh, emergency services are blocking one northbound lane to deal with the incident. So I think it's starting to free up a little bit. That might be, probably should have said that about 15 minutes ago. (laughs) But if you're in the car and you're on the uh, free, you're on the Pacific Highway, where are you going to go anyway? So what can you really do? And that's life in Sydney on the, on the traffic, in the traffic, isn't it, Tim? Absolutely. I remember last time I was invited to come to the studio it never happened <laughs> yes, remember that's right i forgot yeah. about that <laughs> i don't forget yes. about that that i was in the you car might be bad luck for the traffic <laughs> sorry about that yeah but you know you know i left home plenty of time to get here and you had that uh Who i can't did remember I have on? I 
Yeah, some some accident happened at Taramara blocked yes. the Pacific Highway. Yeah. So everyone came to Links Road and it was just bedlam. Oh. And you know, after being in traffic for three quarters of an hour went one and a half kilometres, it was like, let's do this by phone. Yeah, I don't think home. I'd be game enough to travel from, mm. say, the Chatswood area up yeah. here to Hornsby no. to no. get in time for my show, so <laughs> just in case. So today I left nice and early and found a nice coffee shop somewhere, had a oh. coffee and then came down here. Very civilised. At a more civilised pace. <laughs> so getting back onto this fascinating topic of dementia, which I feel like... Um, You've opened up a conversation with the community definitely through the post and, and people love hearing yeah. um, about that particular um, disease. Is that the right word? Illness? Uh, what I, do you call I, it? I will help you with that. Yes, please. Okay, okay. dementia. Well, first of all, thank you for the opportunity with the post. Yep. You know, um, I've got so many colleagues and my <laughs> – I've, I've said to you before, a lot of my neighbours, they're, they're kind of – Baiting at the bit. If, if the paper turns up one day late, they're like, where is it? Yeah, I hear okay. that a bit. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've got a lot like that. They're all yeah. lovely people. They want it. They love the tactile of sitting there with a cup of coffee or tea and just flicking through it. And it's all local news. They mm. just love it. You have hit the nail on the head. Congratulations for oh, two thank years. Thank you. Thank okay. you. Yes, it is. We're coming it up is. for two years. Very exciting. Um, what I like to do in my, in my columns is always mm. talk about something that is going to be relevant and poignant to to the moment. Yeah. And like next month's article, which you have already got, but I won't tell people too many too much about it because we want them to get the post <laughs> but it actually talks about okay if yourself or a family member gets a diagnosis mm. then what yeah. it's not the end of the world there yeah. are very positive things that can be done uh, and steps to follow to make life not just livable but bearable and yeah. there's things you can do it's not it's, to it, cut the drama down uh, a bit yeah, I guess look, there, there is and Kate Swither um, who if those who want to google her name you'll find out about her that uh, when she got her diagnosis back in when she was 46 years oh, of age gosh. the doctors at the time told her husband take her home and get your affairs in order oh wow so that was in 2000 kind of grim isn't it that was 2008 since then she's had got two degrees she has spoken at uh the who and she's the co-organiser of a major international dementia support group. And she's also got her, uh, I think, Order of Australia. Wow. Not bad mm. for someone who said take her home mm. and get your affairs in That's order. That's truly inspiring. Yeah. So uh, uh, she's got her challenges, mm. like everyone with dementia does, but she gets some rehabilitation and some reablement people have got behind her. Main thing is she fought. She yeah. fought the establishment at that time. Mm. The establishment has got better. Mm. There are still some issues out there, but it has got better. Yeah. And part of what I do through the Post and any other channel, I want to educate people in exactly what this condition really is, remove the myths and the misconceptions so people can make informed choices for their life. Example, dementia is not a disease. Okay. A lot of people think it is. We understand the confusion. Dementia is the umbrella term that describes a group of conditions that form actually basically a brain disorder. Mm. Okay, There are several diseases that will cause this, like Alzheimer's is the most common. There's also vascular dementia. There's Lewy body dementia. There's frontotemporal dementia. There's CTE. I could go on and on and mm. on. There's over 100 different causes. Incredible. But from the individuals with it and the families and from a community perspective – Put it all in one group as dementia right? because the signs and symptoms and the way we manage it from a community level are very, very similar. 
people like myself and other experts, if we're looking more at the medical side, yes, we need to know a little bit more of the individual cause, mm. but from a community level, look at it all the same, treat people with respect, dignity, and there is life with dementia. Yeah. Very so much. Once, so let's go back to that earlier conversation. Once you have um, introduced yourself to someone that you fear may mm-hmm. be potentially yep. at risk that you, yep. you spot and you yep. think, Let's say they've got a tracksuit on, it's 40 degrees and you've seen them walk across three suburbs. Yes. Um, Once you've actually sat Mm. down and you're Mm. speaking with Mm. them, what would – and they and like for me, he said, I'm fine. Someone's coming to get me. I didn't believe him. Yeah. So I actually did go home and call the police and report it in and say, if you get a missing case, this is the last time I saw him. What you did was was perfect. Absolutely perfect. You contact the authorities because you don't know there may be already an alert out that the police have got for an individual or you may not know that you may be the third or fourth person who's made a similar call yeah. and that will and the police are very up. I've worked with the police they're very attuned to this they understand mm. they've been well trained in this area mm. a lot of them have so they understand what could happen so they're not going to brush the report away go oh that's not for real they are going to take notice of it yeah. if it ends up being a red herring they won't mind. That's fine. Yeah. They'd rather that yeah. than the alternative that nothing gets done and there's a tragedy at the end somewhere. Yeah, that's yeah, so the So you worst always case. do the right thing. If you're in a shopping centre, let's say Westfields or St. Louis Shopping Village, contact the concierge. Oh, that's a good idea. Okay? Yeah. They're also attuned to this as well. Mm. Okay? So don't just not do anything. Yeah. If the person wants you to leave or they tell you to whatever and you mm. have to leave, fine. But still report it. Mm. Yeah? Yeah. yeah, because you that's it's good advice to him. Yeah, it, yeah. it's what uh, just let uh, someone uh, else know and then you can move on. Yeah, abs- yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that was a hard one. So, um, and I understand you had some information about a case several years ago, 2017, was it? Yes, yes. Um, I know the family, they have that they're okay for me to mention it, but they've right. always asked names, not. Sure. And I respect that. And it's in the media. This happened in uh, in St. Ives in July 2017. Right. A gentleman, 81 years of age, um, uh, late in the afternoon, he was cooking. We They believe he was cooking a meal. He was in his backyard talking to a neighbour. Mm. A fire started in his kitchen, which is not unusual, but having yeah. something left on the stove if he's living by himself and has dementia. Unfortunately, that can happen. His neighbours were great. They looked after him. They got him out of the garden, into the uh, front yard, into the street, waiting right. for the fire brigade to turn up. Fantastic. But unfortunately, his neighbours didn't quite understand the impact of dementia had with this particular gentleman. They kept an eye on him, but not well enough. And they feel really bad because he... <laughs> Excuse me. He walked back into the house, oh. and the police believe that the smoke alarm noise sounded like his phone ringing. So oh, he went inside gosh. to get his phone. That's the and oh, unfortunately he, he it is tragic. It is absolutely tragic. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. Well, everyone is sorry to hear that. Um, yeah. But this is what happens, and that's one of the motivators I have to raise the level of awareness in the community. Yeah. Because our thought is this: if the level of awareness was a little bit higher, could there been a different outcome. No one's to blame. No, of no, course no, not. No one no. did anything wrong, but people just, it just, it happened. Let's learn from it and let's try to make sure it doesn't happen again in our community. Yeah, wow. And look, um, I wanted to bring up, I can't remember where I read this now because it was quite a while ago. I think 
possibly even over two years ago, I remember reading about a community in Adelaide, I'm sure, could be Tasmania, mm. somewhere down there. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> um, they were very progressive. They had built in one of the suburbs, they had built a gated um, dementia-friendly community mm-hmm, whereby when I, I think it was on one of those news channels yeah. and the whole village was so um, purpose-built yeah. for someone with dementia that they couldn't mm. actually not find mm. their way home. Yeah. So yeah. they had all different coloured doors and mm-hmm. it, nothing looked the same. Theirs was unique. But when you went inside, everything had been simplified uh, in terms of there were no keys, so there, mm. there was none of that confusion. And there were a lot of um, simple, I guess, improvements that were made within the homes yep. so that the, the individuals mm. felt quite comfortable yeah, yeah. and they, they familiar. Use, yeah, they use familiar what we call artefacts, right. things that, will, that trigger to them that this is home, that yeah. this is my place. Uh, it's not a new idea. It's been mm. done a lot, especially in Holland, Sweden, a lot of European countries have gone down this per- path as an experiment. Uh, there's a lot of work being done in Adelaide. There's a lot of work being done in Tasmania. Mm. Uh, there are almost uh, the Tasmanian government and the University of Tasmania and others are forming a, f- a formed a group to as an experiment yeah. because we, we, it has to be tested to see if it does work, if the model is correct or not. Uh, there's lots of variables in it, but the the feedback so far is it's working um would i say it's a gated community that's one way to describe it no no no, (laughs) that could be my words no it's a way to describe it but it's a a big safe space okay a very large safe space where people with the uh, with the condition can interact with everybody else as a normal Mm. person because they are a normal person it was very the the way it came across to me was that it was very much about independence yeah oh absolutely you know the stores are set up um to be dementia friendly there are everybody is attuned to it and no there's no it's all everything's inclusive everybody feels comfortable and um People are safe. Yeah. But most of all, people are living with it and they're living with it That's well. right, isn't it? Because at the end of the day, you've got to live your life yep. and um, for as long as you can and also be independent. Yes, indeed. So For your own sanity as well as your family's. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Goes both ways, that one. Double-edged sword. <laughs> Probably prefer not to comment. But, yeah, I think um, definitely we want to promote that as much as possible. So... Um, I'm keen to see if there are any developments in New South Wales or in our own community along those lines in the future. And obviously, I haven't heard anything for now, but it was really fascinating. It was very forward-thinking, and it was um, it was it was very dignified. Dignified is a very good way to describe it. Okay, that uh, one of the biggest stigmas that f- people with the condition have and their families have is they're not treated with respect and dignity or they feel that or they feel they've lost it yeah Yeah. so when we ask individuals what is a dementia friendly community you don't ask people who build them you ask the people who are going to live in it that's right it's like if you want to find out is your community wheelchair friendly ask people who actually are in wheelchairs and use that environment they're going to give you the best advice so any kind of alliance any kind of group that wants to support this you need to include the voices of of those mm. with the condition and that's always been hard in the in the past because traditionally and i'm glad to say many years ago that the powers of control or the influences weren't listening to those voices 
Right. Okay. Myself, my colleagues, we help those individuals amplify their voice. Yes. Yeah, so exactly. they can be heard That's and people will hear what they're saying and listen to what's going on so they can help them make yeah. the best decisions. That's going to improve everyone's mm. lives so. and thank goodness you do tim because it is needed and mm. uh, it's an area that we we have to keep an eye on mm. because we're all aging yeah <laughs> uh yes we want yes. to be <laughs> sorry you, you can't stop the aging process no. at all no. You can't at all. No. But there's other things you can do in your life that can actually help reduce your risk of developing the condition. Yes. What, what, what is that? There are, they've now recognised um, 12 particular modifiable lifestyle factors that you can impact and change that will improve or reduce your chances. It's logical that mm. if you don't smoke, mm. you're going to have a lower ca- a chance of developing lung cancer compared to someone who does smoke. So, if we relate that to dementias mm. and so forth, uh, obesity, diabetes, right. social engagement, smoking, yeah. exercise, diet, all those things that we can actually have an impact on can actually reduce your chances Incredible. of developing the condition. Yeah. And it's actually been reported scientifically that you could actually reduce your chances by 40%. That's a huge number. That's a huge number. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Age is a risk factor. Yeah, it's not a cause. You can't stop aging. But you know what? You can choose to smoke or not. You can choose education. You can choose to be uh, engaged. One of the best advice people ask me to give them is if you don't know how to do something well, like you're bad at it, learn to do it. Like if you can't juggle, learn to juggle. Because doing an activity that the brain is very bad at is actually strengthens yeah. the neuroconnections remaining in your brain. Yeah, it's like yeah. exercising muscles that you have. Absolutely. Used. Uh, so if you don't know how to play a musical instrument, guess what? Learn. Even if you play badly, yeah, it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. You, the, the work you're doing to your brain and exercising is going to have a massive impact on the remaining neuron uh, connection that you have. Wow. Yeah. Well, we'll be right back with Tim in just a moment. So, Tim, um, just in, in finishing up with uh, with our time together mm-hmm. this afternoon, what would you, with regards to Tickety Boo, I'm mm-hmm. quite intrigued by that documentary. When when do you think we'll hear from you? Or is it a bit of a pe- how long's a piece of string? Mm, it's a bit of a how long's a piece of string. But before we go anywhere else, folks, she was singing when the <laughs> microphone was turned off. She was singing, okay? <laughs> okay, with the, uh, look, the, um, we are in the process of organising some private screenings. Right. Okay, yes. I can't tell you too much right now, but there we are looking to do some private screenings in this local area. Oh, fantastic. Okay. Um, you can also, uh, it's available, uh, organisations can actually purchase uh, some screening rights for it. Really? As a fundraising activity oh, as wow. well. Oh, wow. That's yes. clever. I, I'm not too sure the details, the details because yeah. I'm, I'm, I was interviewed for the documentary. I'm not... Yeah, you're not how, on that team. However, yeah. I know and I'm yeah. part of their distribution and when we do that, they want to get out to the community mm. and do uh, uh, forums and if myself and others need to go along as a host, we're volunteering our services to you know, do a, a panel discussion or mm. whatever to raise the awareness. Uh, they're not doing it from a money-making perspective. It's purely as an awareness 
perspective. And part of their goal is, the the producers, they want to do a thing called Dem Safe. Dementia Safe Shopping Centres. Wow. Now, I can't get too too much more because they're still in the process of forming all that. That's interesting. But that's something I haven't heard that before. I've been passionate about that since 2016 when I got into this area. Okay. Uh, For that very reason, what happened to Bernard Gore Mm. back in 2017. Yeah. So, again, it, it's not a, a big thing, but it just it, it takes time, money, effort to get oh, moving. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, part of their goal of Tickety Boo is to raise their awareness so they can get funding, so they oh, can good. run these education programs to make Westfields or whatever Wherever shopping centre, the whole place dementia-friendly. So if a person is going in there, a loved one who they're, they're – partner or their husband or wife has dementia and they don't, they feel safe that, okay, if I I can leave my, my loved one at a coffee shop mm. and go to the bathroom knowing when I come back, they're still there. Oh, yes, because I know. at the moment, a lot of people feel they can't do that because just in case. Yeah. And that's sad. Yeah. We can do something about that. Oh. So that's part of what Tickety Boo's... Yeah, I'd love to hear more yeah. about that. Oh, don't worry. You, you will find out more. <laughs> but um, look, uh, as I said, it's only been two weeks since the launch so there's a lot going on mm. um okay. can't give you too much detail but we are in the discussions uh of um having some private screenings fantastic um and um yeah well when yeah. i hear from you and it's appropriate i'll share mm. whatever is available mm. to share with the private screenings they were probably happening sooner than you think Ooh. <laughs> Okay, well, I hope to hear more. Thank you so much for joining me today, Tim. It's been a pleasure as always. Absolute pleasure, Tina. Thank you so much. Thank you for the work that you do in the community. The Tune In with Tina podcast, publisher of Sydney's North Shore hyper local newspaper, The Post. Tina discusses all matters local, national, and international. Broadcasting live on Triple H 100.1 FM, 4 to 6 p.m. Mondays.